You're listening to Second Breaks. This is episode number 89. Hello, hello, my friends. I'm so thrilled that you are here tuning in to another episode of Second Breaks. A weekly show where we explore strategies for navigating this changing world of work and thriving in our chosen careers. Now, if you're a newbie, if this is the first podcast episode that you are catching and we've not met before, my name is Lou Blazer. I am your host and a fellow Second Breaker. And usually on the show, I am joined by guests and we have conversations about their career stories and their career journeys. But I also, from time to time, share my own experiences and the things that I'm working on, the things that I'm learning in the process, you know, because I think we are all in this together, right? We are all in this changing world together. We're all trying to navigate this. So I thought from time to time, I would share my own sort of behind the scenes experiences, which is what this episode is going to be about today. So there will be no guest. It's just going to be me in your ears. And this is going to be a shorter episode than usual, I suppose. I wanted to share a bit of behind the scenes in terms of where I'm at these days with my own planning process, because, you know, it's spring finally. And as we are putting away our coats and our scarves, and we're starting to spend more and more time outside. I always find the season makes me or pushes me to reconnect and recommit to my goals. It's like a re- it's like a renewal of vows <laughs> to myself and the things that I said that I wanted to achieve for the year. And so I tend to sit down during this time of the year to kind of sort of like evaluate where am I and what have I done, you know, kind of where do I need to adjust my plans, that kind of stuff. But also in addition to that and totally unrelated to the fact that it's spring, April is also the start of a new quarter. And I may have mentioned this before in a you know previous podcast episode, but some years ago, I picked up this book. That's made such a difference in me. It's called The 12 Week Year. It's written by Brian Moran. And that book has been responsible for lots of changes in the way that I approach goal setting, in the way that I plan, in the way that I think about, you know, what I focus on short term, near term. Now, I still have annual goals, right? I still do annual planning. I still do have annual goals, but those do not drive my near-term actions anymore. Like I do not base my plans on the annual goal. Instead, I plan on a 90-day cycle. I I focus on what I can achieve in the next 90 days and how I can move the ball forward in the next 30 days, next 60 days, next 90 days. So one of the things that I really picked up from that book is that we have the most control over our actions in the near term. Because if you think about it, We don't really know what's going to happen, you know, what our circumstances are going to be eight to 10 months from now, right? We don't know, but we have a much better idea of what's going to happen next month or this month, right? And because of that, because we know what's on our plate, what are the, you know, priorities for this month, next month, we can plan better. Our plans 
won't have as many it depends or depending on whether this or that happens. It won't be as vague as we it would be if we were planning for things to happen later in the year. So we have better control of our actions in the near term than further out in the year. There's more likelihood, therefore, that we can actually execute on the plans. So how many times have you said to yourself, oh, you know, I'm going to have more time in the summer or I'm going to have more time somehow in the fall and I'm going to do it then. And then the reality is we are going to be as busy then as we are now. Things are going to happen or things are going to crop up that we don't even know today and it's going to impact our ability to execute on our plans. So when we plan for the near, for the shorter term and we know exactly what's on our plate, we have a better control of how we can accommodate those plans, how we can take action. And so therefore we have a better chance of achieving what we want to achieve. So like I said, after reading that book, which I highly, highly recommend, the 12 week year by Brian Moran, I'm not being paid to say this. <laughs> I just really love that book. I began to change my personal work processes around goal setting and planning. And it's made so much, uh, so such an impact on me that even within the confident pivot, which is the framework that I've developed for folks who are looking to make a career pivot, it's a framework for designing and planning your career pivot. Even in the confident pivot framework, I've changed some of the modules that relate to action planning because of this to, to reflect some of the learnings or the experiences that I've had with the shorter cycle planning. So this is top of mind for me because this past weekend, I spent a better part of a day with my business bestie and we did our next quarter planning. So now I have my, you know, what I want to achieve by the end of June. And I've translated that into the projects that I want to focus on for the next three months, as well as my month to month action steps. So that's really one thing that I want to share with you in this episode and encourage you to consider it's, you know, springtime. It's a good time to reconnect and recommit to your goals and your intentions. And it's also the start of a new quarter. So ask yourself, what can you focus on during the next 90 days that will move your ball forward in terms of your goals? Where would you like to be by the end of June? Right, Not by the end of the year, but in three months time, where would you like to be? And then what are the near-term actions that you can take? Now, speaking of near-term actions, the other thing that I wanted to share with you today is this idea of showing up, like doing the work for the value of doing the work, not for the intended results. And this is actually something that I'm actively working on because I, I have a challenge separating the work from the results. So I am very results oriented. By this, I mean, I do the work because that work will get me to the results that I want to achieve, right? And the way that I measure the success or even the value of the work that I'm doing is if I achieved, I achieved the desired results. That's what I've been taught. And that's how I've been operating pretty much most of my life. And it's worked for me. And that's not necessarily bad. And, you know, there's certainly a benefit to being results focused, right? Lots of people or lots of companies want you to be results focused. But there's one thing that I am finding out or learning recently is that there's also a value, an intrinsic value in doing the work itself for showing up, 
regardless of whether I get the results that I want. It's so it's that I show up not for the results that I want, but for the value of showing up is basically what I'm saying. I'm learning that there's also a value in doing that. So it's almost like saying, I'm going to write the book, not because a hundred people are going to read it, but because I am, there is a book that I want to write. There is a message that I want to put in writing. So that's sort of like the equivalent. And in order to do that, I need to be able to separate the work from the results. And like I said, I am consciously working on this because this is a challenge for me. So I'm, I'm learning to separate the two and learning to celebrate the work itself, regardless of the results. So here's one example that I'm where I'm applying this. So for the last couple of months, I've been working out. <laughs> I've been going to the gym six days a week. And believe you me, I'm not that person. I am not the person who wakes up at the crack of dawn to work. Well, I wake up at the crack of dawn because I'm an early bird, but I don't do it because I want to work out. That's not me. That's not, I'm not that person. And in the past, when I've tried to stick to any kind of workout schedule, it's always been because of the weight loss or the inches off my waistline that I wanted to achieve, right? It's always been focused on that. This is what I want to get. I'm doing, I'm, I'm working out because I wanted to, you know, lose this much weight or, you know, lose this much, you know, inches off my waistline and that kind of stuff. These days though, I've been doing the workout for the joy of working out really, right? Simply because I, you know, I feel good. I feel good about myself when I work out. I feel proud of myself when I show up at the gym. And I haven't actually been paying attention to whether I've lost weights or whether there have been inches off my, you know, my thighs or anything like that. I suppose that there's a part of me that believes that if I, you know, I'm, I'm just trusting the process that if I continue to do this, that I eventually will gain the results that I want. And that's actually, there's actually another book that talks about this. It's called The Compound Effects. It's written by Darren Hardy. And in this book, he talks about the small steps that we take consistently will add up. We may not see the big changes or the big results in the beginning or in the small steps that we're doing, but they incrementally add up to big results. So I think this is a good complement to the 90-day planning cycle, focusing on the small things that we can do to move ourselves forward. If I can use a football analogy, it's the shorter games that we play to advance ourselves 10 yards at a time. So it's not necessarily reaching the end zone in one pass, but like the, the bits of work that we do to advance ourselves 10 yards at a time. So another reason why showing up is a good goal in and of itself, I mean, in addition to the progress that adds up when you do it, that is that by doing the work, we also end up recommitting to the bigger picture goal, right? And we end up feeding our passion. Now, I honestly don't know where passion comes from, but I do know that action feeds our passion. So by showing up and doing the work, we're feeding our passion and we're recommitting to our vision. So obviously this thing that we're talking about, you can apply it to anything, any goal, personal or work related. But with respect to your overall career goals, because that's what we tend to talk about here on Second Breaks, what's one or two things that you can do to show up and do the work without regard to your intended results? But simply doing the work for the value of doing the work, what can you do, right? 
Okay, so that's what I wanted to share with you today. That's where my head is these days, what I'm actually working and what I'm actively working on. I hope you found this useful. And I, I'm curious, how easy is it for you to separate the effort, the work from the results? And with respect to your career goals, where can you show up for the value of showing up? Hit me up on Instagram and let me know. You can find me and direct message me on Instagram. You can find me at Lou Blazer, and I would love to hear from you. The show notes for this episode and the links to the books that I mentioned are at secondbreaks.com forward slash episode 89. And by the way, Second Breaks, this podcast is brought to you by Ant Thriving. Ant Thriving is a professional network for folks like you who are looking to make a move and thrive in your work. And thriving members get access to one-on-one mentoring, resources and tools for designing and planning your career move, and the opportunity to create valuable professional connections. You can learn more about Antriving at antriving.net. And while you're there, make sure you add your name to the waitlist to hear about the next time the doors are open for new members. Okie dokie, that about wraps it up for this episode. I will be back next week with new guests with an inspiring story to help you get motivated to move forward, take that step forward to the future that you want. Until then, keep on making your demo friends, cool beans.